Thank you for choosing to listen to the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. In a really amazing selection of other podcasts indicative of the recruitment market and the business market, for whatever reason you're listening now, we just want to say thank you for choosing us. We couldn't do this without our sponsor and our partners. We're going to talk about them a little bit later on in the show, but thank you to Pager, our sponsors, and our partners, Inclusion Crowd and Needy. And without further ado, let's jump in to get to know this week's guest. This next guest is a little bit off piste because he's not a recruiter. His background, he was in production and quality management for a big corporate for about a quarter of a century. But all that time, he was very healthy and into his fitness and decided to launch his own fitness brand, Jim Wolf PT. And that's how I started following Ian. Ian Worthington is the formidable Jim Wolf PT. And he now has a global community of professionals who want to transform their lives from unhealthy and stressful into vitality and energized and I thought it'd be really good to bring you into the community today because I want to under- you to understand why for me health and fitness is a pivotal part of what makes you a successful person because the reality is without good health and fitness nothing else actually really matters and we talk today around what the key components are how you can find time even in a really busy schedule of a recruitment professional to make time, how you can make that time and what you can do to make sure you vitalize your life too. I really hope you enjoy getting to know Ian. It's a succinct, short, sharp, sweet episode, but I really hope you enjoy getting to know Jim Wolf. So without further ado, let's jump in. We are so proud at the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to be sponsored by Pager. Pager helps recruiters to build personal brands, to identify new business opportunities, to attract those hard to find candidates, and to basically have better conversations. Now, you will have a large network that you want to build credibility with on LinkedIn. And sometimes posting content every day feels impossible. Now, that changes once you have Pager. Pager provides you with the ideas, the content, and the scheduling capability to produce daily content to build out your own personal brand in minutes. And for business development too. Pager identifies companies that are advertising jobs, have key hiring indicators such as funding rounds, mergers, acquisitions, or senior appointments, and then alerts you to this daily. Pager also enables you to write candidate-centric job adverts without bias in seconds. So once you advertise your job, Pager will then automatically create a branded post and publish it to LinkedIn without you even having to lift a finger. So when you want to actively source candidates, you can create complex Boolean strings in seconds. All you need to do is to provide the job title and location. Now, Pager is making thousands and thousands of recruiters smarter and faster. For more information, click on the link pager.co to book your demo and remember to mention the recruiters recruitment podcast when inquiring now back to the episode this is leisha holmes and i'm your host on the recruiters recruitment podcast and i am so excited for us all to get to know today my next guest somebody that i have been 
stalking, following, I don't know what the right technical term is for an online media fan, somebody that I've been following anyway on LinkedIn and on Instagram for I think about two years, something like that. And we've had loads of like exchanges. I think that what this person is doing is absolutely phenomenal because on his own, he's transforming busy, overstretched, unhealthy professionals into happy, healthy, energized ones. And that's something that I'm a huge champion of. So I'd like to welcome to our channel today, Ian Worthington, who is otherwise known as Jim Wolf PT. Welcome to you today, Ian. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks, Lisa. I'm really excited to be on your show. And yeah, it's it's great to talk to you. Like we say, we've been connected on LinkedIn for many years. So to actually have a chat is brilliant. I'm it seems a bit, uh, we were saying, and I'm sure this resonates with loads of people, when you finally meet somebody, whether it's virtually or in real life, that you've got to know through social media, it's, all, it's almost a bit like, whoa, this is like the real yeah. person. But one day we, we we actually don't live very far from each other. We've just worked no. out. You're you're in Preston, I'm in Berry, and maybe one day our paths will actually cross. And I, I, people are always a bit staggered because I'm actually quite short. People think I'm really tall, but I'm only five foot three. I right, just, right. I sound louder. I sound taller. I'm seven foot. <laughs> not. <laughs> oh no, I see some of the photos you share. So I know you're not seven foot tall. No, no, so I'm not. There, I mean, you you are really prominent on LinkedIn, and that's potentially you know that's where we most of our followers are. But we do share this on Instagram and on TikTok and places like that. But for those who are not yet familiar with you, give us an overview of who you are and what you do. Um, yeah, so I'm Ian Worthington, the owner and coach and founder of Jim Wolf PT, which is a online personal training platform. Uh, and what that is, is I have my own client website and app where it allows me to coach people, not just across the UK, but around the world. So I'm, I'm coaching at the moment across five continents. Not at this moment, but... Not at this <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah, so it allows me to work with different people with different goals. And our approach is, I believe, very unique in that. A lot of people talk about tailoring it, but we really do tailor it. We really dig down into where the person is, where they want to get to, what resources in terms of are they a gym member, are they not, everything we look into and then create a program that works for them and then have them review it and then change if we need be and monitor and track it all the way. So it's that's what we do. We've done it for a number of years and I think we're pretty good at it. And then prior to that, you were in quality and production, is that right, in manufacturing? Yeah, yeah. My background is, you know, I'm, I'm getting old now, I'm, I'm 47, so I've, I've, although I've been into fitness myself, training, since you know, I did a lot of sports at school, which naturally followed on to going to the gym, I've, I've never missed more than three weeks in my wow. entire life since I was 16 That's doing training. Um, I, yeah, my background was corporate, so I was in a company for 23 years. Mm. Um, start my way up, started at the bottom, become quality assurance manager, become production manager for a while. Um, so yeah, I've seen a, a different side of life. I've not just been in fitness like a lot of people get into it at a young age. Personal yeah, trainers right. think it's the be all, and people don't have other challenges in life. But I've seen that. I've been a manager. I've worked with people and. But fitness has always been my passion. And that's it, it, that's it, been the golden thread all the way through. And and I did, I, obviously, I, I knew that already because I'd asked you that offline, but I think it's important just to contextualise that for you, for you, our listener, 
because you know what I want for you from this show is for you to walk away and learn something every week and that's basically the purpose of the podcast it's about making a better you and sometimes I want that to be not about recruitment I want it to be about your holistic approach to life and the reason that I think Ian and Jim Wolf oh, I don't know how you first be known Jim Wolf um is that we have to look after our health first and foremost because without health we have nothing and I think that there are so many, you know, stereotypes of what we as recruiters are, which is sedentary, you know, very stressful. It is a very stressful job, uh, contextually, not compared to some jobs, um, but it is a it is a very mentally stressful job. Um, it is a very long day, all day, every day. That's what we do, and you know, it's a very competitive job to do. Um, I think that having been in the sector myself for 25 years, I'm actually a little bit older than you. So there you go. You're not old. Um, I I only discovered fitness literally in my mid 40s when I actually coincidentally gave up drinking. So I'm almost the opposite to you in the fact that I, w- I avoided every kind of sport. I, I avoided ever I... moving my body, ever getting sweaty, ever getting hot and bothered because I used to think, it, why would I need to? And it's only as I've become older and maybe appreciated why well-being and health is the absolutely most important thing in your life you know as friends unfortunately have suffered ill health you know you you watch people that you know that your peer group go through mental and physical health challenges you think actually if I don't get this bit right nothing else actually matters and I think for me as the host of this show I want everybody to improve their position in life not just as a recruiter so that's why I've invited Ian on today and and I have genuinely followed and I love everything that you follow I mean I, I follow loads of fitness coaches I follow loads of health professionals but I think because you are really prominent on LinkedIn, particularly, that's why I wanted to invite you on here today. So how did you discover that, you know, I'm actually going to change this slightly to what we maybe discussed offline in that, why do you think having vitality in life is an important thing for people to have? Like, how did you discover yours? And then why is it important from your perspective? Yeah, so in my own personal perspective, like I say, I found it at an early age, and that's not to make out, wow, he's perfect. You know, I mean, I've made a lot of mistakes. You know, I mean? I, I've done a, a lot of things that aren't healthy, whatever. But from an early age, I found that sport, rather than taking energy and, and fitness, rather than a lot of people say, well, I'm tired and stressed already. Why adding something else would well would that help? It generates energy. It generates, mm-hmm. it doesn't take it away. Hmm. Yes, the first time you do it's hard, but once you get into that routine and I use it, you know, I mean it's my fuel. I train early mornings and I know some people can't or don't want to train early mornings, so that's mm-hmm. fine. But I use it as like a dynamo. It winds me up, gets me ready for the day. And the days I don't train, I don't feel as good. No. And I found that from an early age, and, mm. and that really has, has has carried through to me. To the, am I obsessed? Probably, like I say, I'm in over thirty. Well, is it the thing? Is it's addictive, and and I and I'm saying this now. What I love is that you and I are coming at it from slightly different angles, and that you've always had it in your life. Whereas I've only dis- I've only joined the gym this year at forty nine yeah. years of age. I've joined the gym and. You know, endorphins are addictive. Dopamine hits are addictive, which is why alcohol's a problem, cigarettes are a problem, drugs are a problem. But the good dopamine you get from moving your body and actually doing cardio or hit whatever, yeah. running, swimming, whatever your exercise is, is literally addictive. It is. Unfortunately, the, the things that you mentioned, like alcohol, that they give the hit straight away and the pain comes after. 
exercise is usually the other, the way, other around. way around. Straight away, and then after you just go, wow, I don't feel you so just, great. I mean, look, I'm not here to be that 5am club no, no. kind of pr- protagonist, but I am. That is me. My alarm goes off at 5am and I do crawl out of bed. I hate going at this time of year. We're recording this in autumn. It's bloody hard work. It takes discipline. And I'm sure we're going to talk about discipline. To do that, I turn on my Lumiere light, best purchase ever. If you live in the UK, get a Lumiere yeah. light. They're about 60 quid. It's like bright sunshine the second you wake up, right? So you instantly I, wake my up. My wife won't let me have one of them because I honestly, they're, but they're, well, tell her they're re- they're really good for putting your makeup on. To be honest with you, they they give really yeah. good light. Um, and you, I mean, it's not a timed one. I just turn it on when I've literally, you know, got myself out of bed. And but you know what? It gives you your whole day by working out first thing. It's done. Yeah. You've done your exercise. You've energized your body. And I think it's, I just want to pick up on something that you said, this kind of counterintuitive, oh, I'm knackered, you know, I've got kids, I've got, you know, I'm a caregiver, whatever it might be, or I've got to commute two hours to work. I haven't got time. Well, you can always make time and you can make yeah. time to sit and watch Corey or Netflix. You will yeah. always make time. You only need half an hour, surely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. What I do with my clients is yes. I, I exercise in the morning. That isn't the best for everyone because mm. some people, yeah. you know, you've got kids and you can't leave the house or mm. you know, you can't wake them up or you've got, you know, and you start work really early. Yeah. Might yeah. And that's not a problem. But like I say, morning workouts have been a massive thing for me over the years. And going back 25 years, I used to say, I'm not a morning person. Mm. I used to be on the last minute getting stuck in traffic, stressed every day. And I literally at that point made a thing where I said, I'm become, going to become a morning exerciser. And for the first month, it was difficult. Oh. I did everything. I put my suit in my car. I had all my stuff prepped, put my alarm clock at the other, before mobile phones, I put, put my alarm clock at the other side of the room, did everything. And then a month in just over, it sorted to click. Mm. But what I'd like to say is a lot of people, and particularly on social media, they say, they jump out of bed feeling great, feeling, oh, it's dark and rainy, but I'm ready to fight there. I really feel like that. I really feel like that. And that, and I don't think many people will. And I'm 100% certain people don't feel like that 365 days a year. But what I, a technique I've used to build on this is I always just ask myself a question in my mind. First thing when I get up, I just say, right, take your mind two hours forward and ask a question. Will I feel better or worse? Yeah. 99% of the time, the answer is yes. And that's what I focus on. I don't focus on it's cold, it's dark, my bed's comfy. I've got to get in the car. I've got to defrost the car. I've got to get all my stuff ready. I don't focus on that. I focus on how well I feel in two hours. And that, for me, has been massive. It's a really, I actually really like that visualisation. And I think, you know, again, thinking about our audience, you know, we're not saying here that you, I'm not suggesting here that you get up at four in the morning if you've got to leave at six in the morning. You know, what I'm saying is make that time and think about how you're going to feel after you've exercised. Because I, I don't know anybody, whatever your form of exercise, whether it's playing football, whether it's squash, whether it's swimming, whether it's horse riding, whatever it is that actually makes you move your body and gets builds up a sweat, basically. I dare anybody to tell me they don't feel better after they've done it. they're lying you're lying because you do you because that's our human that's the hormones in your body so i I think that's the 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 sort of key thing for me what would you say you know if you were to have a and i don't know whether you do have some kind of checklist for your clients but what would you say the key components then to 
I guess, setting the stall out to creating that healthy lifestyle for yourself? To, the, if we can generalise it. Yeah, yeah. So I could, I could talk about this for hours, but the first thing is to make it feasible. So okay. many people go from doing nothing to saying, right, I've seen this on social media. I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to work out five times a week. I need to join this fancy gym. I need to do hit. I need to do this. And they really just put all this on. And that can initially stop them from even starting. But even if they do start, it just becomes such a problem. Whereas mm. my thought is, right, let's find what's feasible. If feasible is working out three times a week at home for half an hour, that's where we start. That's where you start. You start mean, a lot of people, yeah, well, what's the best though? And I said, well, I could tell you what's the best to train as an Olympic athlete. But if that's not feasible around what you're doing, your career, yeah. your, your family, and it's not going to manage it for a few weeks or months, <laughs> at some point it's going to hit where you go, why am I doing this? So my thought is making it feasible, making it work for you. Okay. And I'm not a coach that says, right, I'm the expert. This is how you do it. Yes, I can create a great plan, whatever your goals are. But if that plan isn't fit for you, if it's not realistic to you, if it's got exercise in there that's feel fill you with dread, that's not good. No. People doing deadlifts, they're great exercise. I've deadlifts for years. But some people have a real fear. And yeah. some coach, well, if you do it right, there's no risk. Yeah, absolutely. But if that is something that someone's going into a workout every day, I'm going, I hate this. Absolutely day. agree. Because at some point they'll drop off, and that's the excuse. People, most people are looking for excuses, and and with my programs, I always say there'll be challenges, but we're finding solutions. We're not finding excuses. Mm, I like we'll that. Change, we'll do whatever. So that that would probably be the biggest thing. Make it feasible. Don't jump in. Feasible and fun. Yeah. Let's do alliteration. Feasible, fun. Yeah. And fitness. <laughs> there you go. There's yeah. true alliteration, isn't it? Well, that's really, no, and I agree with you totally. And, and, you know, that's why if you're listening now, and obviously we do have a lot of people that are listening as leaders, you might be thinking of incorporating some kind of fitness. A lot of people do boot camps at lunch or they do breakfast club workouts, that kind of thing. I do think that there's a real been, been a real shift since, certainly since COVID for employers when they're getting people back in the office, you know, whether it's hybrid or full time to encourage that you know, they understand that the presence everywhere of social media is that we want a healthy lifestyle. So what do you think employers could be doing or should be doing to encourage a healthy work environment and support healthy lifestyles? Right. So, yeah, I have quite a strong view on this, uh, which not everyone might agree with. But given my background of, like, say, a production manager, where at the mm -hmm. time I had over 100 staff working for me, the quality assurance manager, the company I worked for then, they have progressed since, but they were not very well-being mm. focused. I'm going to attack this from a fitness perspective. I do feel the mindset, mental health side is not separate because they are def most definitely no. linked, but a lot of companies mm. sort of really address that. On the fitness side, there's no getting away from it. A lot of companies are becoming aware that, I mean, keep your, keep your, your, your employees happy, keep them healthy, keep them feeling good, enjoying work is a positive and it will result in better for not just the people, the managers, Absolutely. The, the, every, mm. every from, everyone benefits from it. And like I say, I do think a lot of companies are getting into this. 
and I feel they're putting a lot of resources, a lot of effort into it. Mm. Where I see it is that I think it can be done better. And a lot of um, the reason being, so for example, a lot of companies, they will put things on like a boot camp, a yoga class, a Pilates class, a keep fit class. They will give gym memberships or discount mm. memberships. Yeah. Which I think are good to some level. The only problem with that is the people that they appeal to tend to be people who are usually already into fitness. Already into it. Or have the okay. level of so yeah. if you're in a and you've got 50 people and someone, the manager says, right, we're going to put a yoga class on. Yeah. Probably the people who say, right, I'll jump on this, are the people who are going to yoga Already class do yoga. or going to the gym and they want to go, I'm going to show you what I'm doing. The person who really needs it is probably the person who sat there going, I want to do it, but I can't do that. I can't do that um, in front of everyone. I'll get mm. laughed at. Which, which is, you know, people shouldn't feel like that, but unfortunately people do. Yeah. So I think, and the same with a gym membership. Yeah, a company offers a gym membership to a person who's never done anything fitness-based. They go to a gym first time. They look around, go, this isn't for me. To me, it's a good start, but it could be better. Right. And so I what would you that, what would you how would you do it better? Like what do you think it's a bit too contrived? Um I think that is an angle that can play a part, but the other angle, and it's glad you mentioned, is something I cover. So I, I actually offer a corporate solution, which mm. is sort of just my tailored online personal training. And rather than be being a company journey that everyone's aware with, it's still a private journey. It's private. So the individual, mm. so if a company says, right, we're gonna offer the Jim Wolf PT corporate package, who wants to do it? Say the company of 50 and 20 people decide to do it. I am creating them a fitness plan that matches them, what their goals are, where they're at. Yeah. The next person next to them probably needs a completely different plan. Yeah. They might be at a higher level, lower level. They might have completely different goals. It's highly likely. Mm. And like I say, it's private. I'm not, you know, I, I do post things out on social media, but it's only when a client says, Ian, post it out. I'm not a person who's pushing to say, right, no, you are. let's post it all out there. Most people want the journey to be private because it is a private, they're doing it for themselves. I, yeah, well it, well, it should be for yourself. If you're doing it purely for the sort of comparison yeah. photos, then... You know that's absolutely fine. There's no, there's no judgment here. That's for sure. I'm glad you mentioned yeah. the online stuff because you, I mean, that's you know how I, how I know you. How, how and why did you choose LinkedIn as one of your main sort of social media outlets? Because most, I'd say most of the people that I follow that are in your world don't have anything on LinkedIn. They're just not on LinkedIn. It's all they're all on Insta or TikTok. So yeah. what, what's the reason? Was it a strategy that you designed, or was it by accident that you ended up on LinkedIn? Um, my age and my background. Yeah. So I was already on LinkedIn from, from the, the, the role in the corporate. So I knew about LinkedIn mainly mm. from recruiting mm. um, and, and things like that. I wasn't yeah. posting on there, but I do have the other social media. Mm. That was my initial start. When I started Jim Wolf, I had the mm. LinkedIn presence from my company, but I built up five Instagram accounts. I built up two Facebook accounts, two Twitter accounts. I don't know why two and five. That's the same. I, I spent a lot of time on Google My Business that is now Google Maps, Pinterest, even TikTok I've, I've spent time on. So I have got the other stuff, but for me, LinkedIn, I knew I could see the power of it because it's real people on there. Mm. Fortunately, Instagram, 
as good as it is and some of the other platforms, mm -hmm. anyone can create 50 accounts quickly. And you just need to see the messages. A lot of them are on my post where it just says, send a picture to this. Send the oh, picture. God, it drives me insane. And just, yeah. And, and you do, just you get, do you get porn stars liking your stories? Because I do. Yeah, like, yeah. Where, just, who are they? They're bots. I know they're bots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the, and then it's a few awful. weeks later, they've disappeared. And they're, not, they're yeah. an invalid account because people, because LinkedIn's not quite that. Yes, people, if they mm. really want to, can create fake accounts. But it takes a Very lot hard. Work very hard to especially yeah, yeah. if you're looking at things like endorsements you know yeah. their endorsements are from external people so it's very hard to create there are occasionally there are awful like duplicates and there are you can yeah. see the one that's the bot that's not it's like a you know a, a shutter and, shutter photo and they're not yeah. real people it's very rare but on instagram but, it's constantly fake profiles it is. isn't it yeah what you see on linkedin occasionally i'll get friend requests or whatever and i look and then they disappear a few days later because yeah. it, doesn't mm. work well on that platform in my opinion mm. so yeah linkedin to me it's real people i like that I mean, you, you uh, the tools that are on there i find them great i just i mean there's brilliant people on there people with all different views and and I, I just it's not that. an echo you used the word before to me offline it's not an echo chamber on linkedin no. and i think that's what i lo love about it it's my I mean, everyone that's listening now, you've probably come and found us via the link on LinkedIn. I do share on Instagram, but it tends to be more personal stuff on Instagram. I'm pr I'm pretty much on there to do the doom scroll once a day where I look at, you know, funny things of people hurting themselves, cute cats and dogs, possibly the odd, you know, recipe or football thing to do in Man City. And that's about it. I don't think well, I've ever generated City business. Fall out now. I'm Man United. <laughs> no, we're not we're not gonna fall out. My boyfriend's Man United. I'm, I just love football. So to be honest with you, it's fine. And he he still can't get his head around that. I'll cheer I'll cheer United if they're playing another team, apart from City, obviously. Um I've I've supported them since the early nineties when they were rubbish. So I'm not a glory seeker by any stretch of the imagination. So LinkedIn I think that, you know, for me, it's a really powerful place. And, and I think I wanted to ask you about that because ultimately the people that are listening on this audience now need to understand the benefit of, of why LinkedIn is this incredible platform of community of, of diverse people that you can grow your brand on it, as you have done. Absolutely. Again, the starting point of it was more looking for jobs, which is still obviously a big function of it. But now for me, I just see it as the business social media network and and yeah. yes there's so much you can do and it's always evolving as well isn't it it's changing all the time the oh. features are really full out they don't seem to just add them for no reason it seems to be really trying to make that experience of the user better and better it is the, the algorithm race is constant for us recruiters let me tell you yeah. and i'm sure every recruiter out there is nodding their head off because we don't really understand but that's where i'm just like I almost wobble my head. I'm like, just post what you want to post and the algorithm will figure it out for you. It is there to make the user experience better. And, and I guess to stop the people that maybe were abusing it, I've no idea. But I think it's wonderful what you're doing. And, and I hope people do click through to follow you and that we can find you on there and they can obviously have a look at your online program. And I think as we record this now, this will probably go live just as we're heading towards the end of the year, thinking about your goals for next year. I just think as you get older, make health your priority because if you've got that as your pillar, everything else will fall into place. Absolutely. And, and flipping that round, I don't want to sound negative, is when your health and your fitness is in a really bad place, mm. nothing else really matters. <laughs> it just doesn't. It really, and, and, it really doesn't. Yeah. And I, I say to people, 
think of a boxer, they train for a number of weeks and months to be in the best position they can when they're in a fight. Usually people at some point, again, not being doom and gloom, but will face health challenges mm-hmm. yeah. fights itself. So to be in the best position at that point yeah. <laughs> is 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 key. So Definitely. yeah. We're we're guys, we're in we're in recruitment. It's a fast paced, stressful job. Prioritizing your health once a day for yourself, your self-care energizing yourself will make you a better recruiter it's as simple as that so i'm so happy you joined us in it's been so lovely getting to know you and we wish you all the very best thanks for joining us on the recruiters recruitment podcast thanks Alicia. the recruiters recruitment podcast is thrilled to be partnering with inclusion crowd inclusion crowd put the d into diversity but do it disruptively we love that really reflecting what we're about I was introduced to Inclusion Crowd back in 2020, and I've been absolutely blown away with what they're doing to totally transform the recruitment and hiring sector. They believe at Inclusion Crowd that companies should be reflective of society, and that no matter who you are listening now, you have a story to tell, you have a contribution to make, an Inclusion Crowd educates you in allowing your voice to come out and share that story, but doing it in a way that educates your colleagues and your customers equally. Inclusion Crowd, like the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, has clients all over the world and they specialise in our industry. What we all want to do together is to maintain best practice and to raise industry standards to enable us to attract and retain the best talent, but doing so inclusively and with true diversity. By doing this, by accomplishing a true EDI policy within your business, you will also retain the top talent as well as attract new talent, which is a win-win for everybody listening, making more profitable business and a much better industry, highly regarded. Inclusion Crowd are also the official awarding body for the inclusion and diversity certification mark within recruitment. We are so proud to be assisting and partnering Inclusion Crowd. If you want to know more information, please click on the link in this episode and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you do so. Now, back to the episode. We are so proud to be partners of Needy the gifting revolution. Here at Key Recruitment, we absolutely love to send out bespoke gifts to our new place candidates to welcome them in their new jobs, but also as an extra special thank you to clients or when a team is celebrating something really special. But to be honest, we were really fed up with dull or mediocre gifts that you could just buy on the high street that didn't really reflect who we are at Key Recruitment as a business. This is why we chose Needy. Needy source sustainably from the UK's best independent businesses, offering the most perfect array of bespoke gifts and experiences too. So no more boring bottles of plonk or rubbish boxes of chocolates. This is how you make your customers day with a gift that really matters and shows that you really want to do something special for them. For more information on how psychology and AI 
forming to make the best gift experience for you, click on the link and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when ordering. Now, back to the episode. 